0: The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media, trinitywebmedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The New Marketing Show, the marketing podcast where we talk about how effective digital marketing and web development solve business problems. Join with our co-host for episode 55 here. Holy cow, 55 starting Join with co-host Kevin Everly. Kevin, what's going on today?
1: Greg, how you doing? Doing all right here.
0: I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm excited about our topic today. You know, we're gonna switch things up. We're gonna talk about some high level things and some, you know, maybe some marketing and business development strategy, philosophy, uh, all based on the the book Blue Ocean Strategy by Chan Kim and Renee Mayborn. So I want to talk about the blue ocean strategy and how it relates to small businesses and what we do. What do you think of that?
1: Uh, perfect. Let's do it.
0: So let's dive in. Let's let's dive. In. Boom. Oh. Wait. Let's do what? <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I finally got to use a drop in an appropriate manner. Awesome. <laughs> so why don't you explain to everybody what the red ocean is and the blue ocean when and how it looks, you know, within the business landscape.
1: Sure. So, Blue Ocean is rolling out a marketing or, you know, business dev strategy that's unique to you and your brand. Um, you know, for example, Trinity did this when we became a problem-solving organization and not just another marketing company. Google marketing right. company. See how many come up. You know, if you look for a problem organization, there's substantially less.
0: Yeah, and then conversely, the Red Ocean is? A
1: uh, highly competitive landscape where, you know, doggy dog, you know, shark blood in the water.
0: Yeah, the, the fundamental difference between the Blue Ocean strategy and the Red Ocean strategy is, you know, typically in the Red Ocean, everybody's doing the same thing and there's, it's highly com- competitive. When you're in the Blue Ocean strategy, you're doing things differently that really set you apart for one another.
1: Mm-hmm. I love this topic because, you know, for so many years as a marketer, I heard, hey, XYZ is doing this. We have to do this. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. It is one of my biggest pet peeves. Why, yeah, I, I, I get that for sure.
1: You know, why would you want to do what somebody else is doing? Why would you set out to do what, you know, your competition is doing instead of setting out to do what they're doing better? First of all, first and foremost.
0: And I think a lot of these companies want to swim in that red ocean where it's highly competitive and do what other brands do because it's easy. They don't have to invest time or energy in the strategy part of things, but they definitely don't get any results based on what they're doing.
1: No. And I think there's something, you know, almost reassuring to a business owner who's, you know, or executives to say, well, these people are doing it and they're still around. I think it's a good idea for us.
0: But it's not. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're not them. Completely
1: counterintuitive where, you know, it's scary to be different sometimes. It's scary to be on your own and, you know, beating to your own drum.
0: Yeah. You, you know how, what I think about Trinity Web Media and other brands that we work with, I say there's no competition for anybody. Mm-hmm. Trinity has no competition. You know, client ABC that we work with does, has no competition. Client 123 has no competition because the culture, the DNA and the employees, the unique skill sets, the unique values that they bring to the market are unlike anybody else. So the only way a red ocean strategy would work would be is if you were, you had the DNA and the culture and the values in your, within your brand that's identical to whoever you're mimicking. And that's just not realistic. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I remember, uh, I think going back to last January, you and I sat down with a client yeah. who was opening a coffee shop and trying to explain to them that Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks is not competition. Absolutely. You could hear, you know, the mind being blown. Right, right. It took some time to get used to, it, accustomed to the idea because it's very counterintuitive. It's, you know, not what people expect to
0: hear from their market company. Yeah, and I, I mean... From a strategic standpoint, like if you adopt these principles and if you work this way, all you're doing is carving out more, you know, untouched land and ocean for yourself to make things better. I, you know, I, I'm a big believer that if you want what everybody else has, do what they do, but that doesn't, that's not going to bring results to your brand. You have to do something different. You have to do something that fits within everything that your company is made about made up. Yeah.
1: And I mean, going back to what you mentioned about a company's DNA, it's really hard to replicate one organization in the next without the same exact people.
0: It's impossible. So I I think that now, you know, a couple of minutes in here, everybody kind of understands what we're talking about, blue ocean, red ocean. Let's, how does that work for Trinity? You gave out the The idea that, you know, Trinity is a problem-solving company. You know, we're a problem-solving company that we solve business problems with intelligent digital marketing and web development. How else do you think that Blue Ocean, Red Ocean sort of plays out in the business landscape?
1: This podcast. Five years ago, we would have been swimming in a Blue Ocean, having a marketing company, you know, podcast. Right. Now there's competition. There's a lot more podcasts being created, popping up.
0: Everyone has a podcast. Everyone has
1: a podcast now. I mean, this is why it took us six months to come up with a topic because we didn't want to swim in that purely red ocean.
0: Right. So I guess, you know, by doing things differently, we're swimming in a blue ocean, but having the same tactic that everybody else has, it's red. So that makes us sort of purple a little bit. And I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm I'm saying, you know, as we go away from doing – a podcast and video marketing and, you know, the way that everybody else is doing it and we keep adding value and we keep using this podcast as a business development tool. Mm -hmm. Now we're starting to get into the blue ocean where, you know, and, and here the cat's out of the bag. How do we use this show? We syndicate it on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those great places. But also, you know, Kevin, you being the primary face of business development, when somebody asks you a question, How refreshing is it when you say, oh, you know what? We addressed that uh, 30 episodes ago on our podcast on episode 25.
1: Hey, here's a real quick answer. If you want to learn more about this, check this out.
0: Exactly. And I think that that gets us into that blue ocean. You know, one thing that comes to mind, red ocean, blue ocean, is in 1997 and 98, or maybe even like 1995, 96, your company having a website was a very, very revolutionary blue ocean strategy. Yeah. You know, I remember Jay Bear talking, you know, about, you know, everybody say, well, why does my company need a website? You know, da, 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 da. You know, and he's like, well, it's like a living, breathing brochure on the web. And this is the medium where people are going to get all their information. That was blue ocean.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if your company has a website, it's expected. It's You can't rely on your website any longer just to, to bring in traffic and to bring in business and to, you know, convert people. You know, that's more of a, it's a red ocean mm-hmm. thing. If you rely on that only. So, it's like sometimes over time and with popularity and and adoption, the red ocean, uh, I'm sorry, your blue ocean that you're swimming in can turn red.
1: Yeah, I think in almost, you know, most instances, especially when technology is involved, the red ocean is chasing the blue ocean.
0: Oh, yeah, it's following it. They're sharks in the water in the blue ocean. They're just, they're just not in schools. Exactly.
1: I mean, the the competition isn't there. You know, you might be, uh, you know, have a hair salon and, you know, at one point you might have been the only game in town with that, you know, website. Maybe, you know, the person 20, 30 minutes away, you didn't really care about. But now that every hair salon has a website, that's not an angle. That's not a unique value for you.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, you know, you, you use the hair salon thing. You know, like that hair salon that's 20, 30 minutes away from you, that client may be 15 minutes from you and five to 10 minutes away from somebody, somebody <laughs> else or vice versa. So it, it is one of those things where, you know, an, uh, another thing that comes to mind is content marketing, yep. social media marketing, paid advertising. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about, you know, when he got in the game. You know, YouTube and the, the AdWords or Wine were super cheap. He wishes he would have done more of it, you know, not knowing where we would go today. I mean, I'm sure he had a hunch, but that was a blue ocean. That was sure. revolutionary thinking, you know, marketing through yep. email, all of that. But now everybody does it. So it's like, what's next? How do we go ahead and how do we constantly, without investing a lot in technology without or social networks or media channels how do you go ahead and you carve out the blue ocean for yourself I think the answer is simple I think that you do what works for your brand only you do it better than anybody else if you do things better you're starting to separate yourself from the water you're going from the bloody water to the to the murky water into something that's a little bit more clear do you agree
1: I do I think it really starts with knowing what your competition is doing not so you can emulate it, but so you can swim it, you know, you can swim the different direction.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. You know, content marketing is another one, you know, 10 Tar- years ago when I started marketing and everything, you know, talking to people about starting a blog. And this is why you need to do this because Google loves new, relevant, recent mm-hmm. related content to, you know, your brand, brands and topics. And here's the thing while Google's algorithm has changed multiple times in the last 10 years, I think that there's probably been a four to five major algorithm changes. What has not changed is that they still like fresh content. Right? So now everybody thinks that they can have a blog. Everybody thinks that they can do it just like podcasts. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody can produce content, but nobody wants, everybody wants to do it and they have, everybody just wants to check the box. Nobody wants to invest time, money, energy, strategy, all of that stuff to do it better. I'm not interested in doing what people do. You know what I mean? If you look at our marketing plan, it's video intense. It's video intensive, social media intensive, audio or podcast. You know the blog articles. You know maybe some retargeting. You know if we drill down far enough, we would find somebody that does all that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I want to do it better,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I want to do it the Trinity way that's not overly promotional or overly salesy I want to do it in a manner that helps mm-hmm. people that disseminates our information to position us as the no-brainer I want to lead the, the horse to water and make to the, have them make their own decision
1: you know if you to me I think one of the easiest ways for companies today to swim in a blue ocean is produce con you know put equal emphasis on content and broadcasting so you're not going through the motion.
0: Yeah. I mean, a high quality content is always going to be better. I mean, sometimes, you know, I watch a lot of documentaries and a lot of documentaries. I mean, I understand, you know, if they're not produced by a big studio or a PR firm, they're a labor of love mm-hmm. and the budget's not there. And sometimes the quality, the quality sucks, but the storyline is still kind of good. And they're like halfway there, but they lose me because of the quality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you could be writing about the most in- interesting things, but if you don't do it in a in a in a way that displays the quality of your brand, first of all, what does that say about the rest of your company? Mm-hmm. What does that say about somebody hiring you? That's probably the level that they can expect sure. for you to perform. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to raise the bar on your own brand? And why wouldn't you want to put out your best work possible? Mm-hmm. It would almost
1: be like creating a podcast that you know really well, really highly produced. And then putting the shittiest picture on your computer as the cover art.
0: Yeah, or vice versa, having the greatest picture avail you know, uh, as the cover art with the shittiest production. Sure. I think that's a little bit more like it, too. Yeah, you know, it's it's an interesting topic, and this is it's something that I'm starting to kick off a written content series about. Your first article posted uh, last week, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do a five parts just about how to separate yourself from the red ocean and how to get back into the blue ocean a lot, you know, without being disruptive, you know, you don't have to disrupt an industry to go into that blue ocean. Like Uber created a blue ocean for themselves because they disrupted an industry. Mm -hmm. Airbnb created a blue ocean for themselves because they disrupted their, an industry. What, what's happening to that industry. Now, the waters are starting to get a little bit Mm murky as you know, there's VRBO, there's other timeshare places, along with Airbnb, you know, Uber, and then there's Lyft, you know, and you know, there's other rideshare uh, devices, you know, the bird scooters that are out here in California, you know, the Lime scooters, you know, that's all still kind of rideshare type stuff if you think yeah. about it. So, I mean, I want to, we're going to start talking a lot more about that. I would just implore everybody to, to look at what you're doing and, and give me the why. I want to know why you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, why are you doing, are you doing it? Because how many times do we hear? I need to do this because my competitors are doing mm-hmm. this. Like, no, that's not why you need to do that. You need to do that to grow your business. Mm-hmm. You need to grow that, do that to grow your conversion rate. You need to do that for these other business metrics, just because your competition doing things. And just because other people are doing things is not a, a KPI for any business.
1: Sure. You know, I've got a, a, pop, a great example popped in my head when you were talking about ride sharing. So the East, our East coast listeners, New York city, the city bikes. Oh, city bikes! Sure. What, what does that have to do with the bank? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's fantastic. Advertising. Everybody knows New York city, the city bikes.
0: Yeah. And, and we do have city bikes out do here you? in California, limited, limited. Okay. But you know they're definitely overtaken with lazy people who want to be on motorized scooters. <laughs> but what's what's happened is, and our, New York City is probably too dangerous for a motorized scooter. I mean,
1: most people in this city should not be driving
0: because <laughs> there's no way you can drive. Yeah, no. You can, there's no way you can drive on the sidewalks or in the street in traffic. I mean, that's a liability waiting to happen. You know, not that Los Angeles or San Diego is any better. But I want people to start thinking about what mm-hmm. they do, but why they do it. And then, why do you do it? Then from there, we can put together some metrics and some goals based on why you do it. And then we can see, put numbers to those metrics and goals to see what moves the needle in a business manner. So this is an interesting thing. We're going to be talking, I have a feeling we're going to be talking a lot about this in 2019. As my content series comes to light, I probably think that there's a WordCamp talk somewhere in here. Uh, So if uh, you've ever seen me speak at WordCamp. Don't be surprised if I talk on this topic at some point. And I think that, you know, everybody should pick up, you know, the book, The Blue Ocean Strategy by Chan Kim and Renee Mayborn and just give that a, a cursory look and read or listen, however you consume that, and see how that really, really affects you. So any parting thoughts from you, Kevin? Don't
1: shy away from being different.
0: Yeah, a lot of times your value is in your difference. Yeah,
1: I mean, you're if you truly have a unique value proposition… You can't be like anyone else.
0: Yeah, no, I I couldn't agree more. I think that that's a great way to end this. So, you know, mine would be just know your why. Mm. Going back to that, you know, it's a Simon Sinek thing. You know, what's your why? Know your why. Know why you're doing things. Just don't do shit to do shit. So, hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The New Marketing Show. You can get more episodes on iTunes if you're an Apple user at trinitywebmedia.com slash iTunes. Or you can get these on Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcast. So, until next time, Kevin, thanks for joining me. Great. Thank you. Everybody, thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you later.
1: Cruiser But you'll have to